ACEC is coming to Boston. Join us on April 28th and 29th for our private market symposium on the hot healthcare and science and technology market. If you work for an engineering firm engaged in designing the hospitals, laboratories, and production facilities that power this critical market, this is the event for you. Learn more and register at aceasy.org. Welcome to Engineering Influence Podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. Uh, we are celebrating E-Week this week, and uh, part of that is to put a focus in on um, the future of our industry, especially when it comes to broadening the tent and encouraging uh, engineers from uh, underserved or, or, or communities that uh, uh, we really want to attract in to the industry. Uh, how are we going to do that? And, and what organizations and programs are out there that are encouraging people, um, especially women and girls, to come into engineering? Uh, and to talk about that, I'm very pleased to be joined by Samil Raghavan with Engineer Girl, um, an organization that's actually been around for quite some time, over 20 years, that's focused on bringing um, STEM engineering to girls at, uh, at, at the early stages of their educational journey and trying to get them involved and stay within this uh, field of study um, and hopefully become tomorrow's engineering executives and firm leaders. So, uh, Samil, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit more about Engineer Girl. How, how did it come about and, and how did you get involved? Well, as you mentioned, this is Engineers Week and tomorrow is actually Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day. Um, and that's a national campaign to introduce girls to engineering. Engineer Girl launched in 2001 on the very first Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day. Um, and Engineer Girl is actually a program of the National Academy of Engineering. And for the NAE, that all started in 1997, years before Engineer Girl was officially launched. NAE members and staff at the time recognized that diversity in, in the engineering profession was a serious problem. You know, other professional careers like medicine were becoming steadily more diverse and engineering was lagging behind. Mm -hmm. uh, they launched a committee with the goal of assembling a national summit and a website dedicated to the celebration, recruitment, and retention of women in engineering. And that summit happened in May of 1999 and brought together uh, the important national stakeholders to discuss what needed to happen next. And the Celebration of Women in Engineering site was launched that year as well. So it was the NAE's uh, first attempt to really communicate with the public via a website rather than a report or a study or a workshop. So it was really exciting. Um, but a secondary committee was established to help guide the NAE on next steps and determine what needed to happen next with that website. Mm -hmm. um, that committee quickly determined a problem with the audience. You know, the celebration site aimed to speak to women, educators, engineers, kids, and the general public. So uh, it wasn't really clear who should be targeted with any new resources and whether they would be useful to anyone at all if they didn't, weren't easily to be found. Um, so given that middle school is a major drop-off point where many girls stop engaging in STEM activities and they often shoot themselves in the foot because they don't take the classes that would allow them to pursue engineering later, 
um, middle school girls were identified as a primary audience. And so the website was redesigned with that in mind. And uh, we worked with the National Engineers Week Foundation to support mm -hmm. a national campaign to introduce girls to engineering. Um, and all that happened on uh, basically the, the Thursday of Engineers Week in 2001 and, when yeah. Engineer Girl launched, yeah. And it and it's really evolved over time, right? I mean, you the the, the with that refocus, um, the site now hosts a number of interactive elements. You have a podcast that uh, uh, the that that that's hosted there. You have uh, um, events and 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 really uh, a much more interactive. Well, I guess you know as the internet's kind of a, you know developed, you've been able to expand your offerings. Um, and, and you really bring up a really good point because that, that middle school drop-off point, um, which is, which is really interesting. It seems like, um, I mean, that it, it's so important to reach budding engineers early and especially those who are, ex, you know, expressing interest in, in, in the science in the hard sciences and in, in, in math or, or, or physics and, and to really show them that they have a home in those fields. Um, you know, one of the stats that you have on, on, on your website is the fact that when in 20, you know, 20 years ago, you know, women accounted for 7% of the engineering workforce. And, and even though it's kind of grown to 16% now, there's a long way to go to kind of break that wall down. Um, what do you think is the, is the biggest impediment or, or the big con contributor in that middle school period? For, for girls to kind of fall out of the track to, to, to become engineers? Whew. Well, <laughs> you know, there are many. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think one of the biggest impediments overall, and I wouldn't say this is just middle school, this is across the board, is that culture within engineering itself. Um, and I, you know, I can get in trouble for saying things like that, but there is this idea of rigor uh, that serves to create a kind of academic hazing. Um, so many engineers have gone through it that it's just seen as you know, part of the process and even a point of pride. You know, We wanna think of engineers as holding a higher standard than other disciplines. And so there's this tendency to make it harder than it needs to be. There are things like weed out classes where you're deliberately teaching poorly and grading harshly and then moving everything up via a curve. And you know, we, I've had recently a discussion with a number of high school girls uh, just last year, and they were talking about their AP physics courses and having girlfriends who were taking other AP courses ask them, why would you do that to yourself? You know, we've tried so hard to convey to everyone how difficult engineering is that we make it inaccessible. And, you know, AP physics doesn't need to be any more difficult than AP French. It's just a matter of how it's taught and how much support students are given to really master the material. And, you know, if we keep trying to make it difficult rather than focusing on quality teaching to make sure that people can learn, um, we're going to continue to drive people away. And if an intro to calculus class is aiming to fail 30 to 40 percent of those enrolled, then there's a real culture problem that needs to be addressed. I, I, I'll tell you, it's 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 gate. You know, it's that kind of gatekeeping um, that that kind of happens with with, you know, the technical uh, side of things. And I honestly, I, that's why I never, <laughs> I'm no, I'm no math genius. Right. Uh, but I knew where my shortcomings were. And I, I quite honestly, I was too intimidated. I was like, there's no way I'm that's setting myself up for failure because I knew that, you know, it's kind of designed in such a way where you have these high level courses, even like you said, in high school, 
And of course, in college, it even gets harder because that's where they really try to try to weed out, you know, people who might not want to might not fit within the higher level courses. But it is there is a, a, an intimidation factor of saying that, you know, you you have to really think a certain way and 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 put people to task. But given the the nature of 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 engineering, I mean, you have your core concepts, your core competencies, things that won't change. But this this industry is broadening so much, and 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 engineering is becoming so um, integrated into into just about everything that we do, um, we experience throughout our day. It, it, it's important to kind of get that injected into into the educational process to kind of say, oh, this is what engineering is, and this is what you could be working on. You could be building, you could be designing a bridge, or you could be designing. Uh, a, a solution to an environmental challenge. Do you think that is there any movement there to kind of show students at that level the breadth of what engineering could possibly be? Um, at which level are you talking about? In, in the high school level, in, in that at that level, I mean, before before people are kind of figuring out, you know, their college journey. I mean, I think there's a lot of movement to try to do that, to, to share <clears throat> more about engineering, because I think, like I said, that that message that engineering is just a hard career gets through pretty easily. That's something people have been hearing for a long time. Um, a few years ago, um, the NAE launched the Changing the Conversation. Uh, that was a consensus study that looked at messages and what we say about engineering and how mm -hmm. important that is for people. And part of those messages were telling people um, about what you could do with engineering rather than just how you it's just really hard. You know, it, it needs to be about the promise of yeah. how you can change the world, how you can shape the future. And that, that's been a really important uh, messaging campaign that's gone on for the last 10 years or so. That's the kind of thing that I think that actually ACEC can, would, would fit in nicely with what you're doing because one of the things that we talk about a lot is the essential value of engineering yeah, beyond the actual work. It's that what kind of, if you're an engineer, your value to society is massive because you're cre you're actually solving some of the most complex problems that we face. And, and those problems are only getting more complex in the face of dealing with an extreme weather that, that happens more frequently, you know, of climate issues, um, designing for resilient infrastructure and 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 what the future is going to be um and we we try to communicate the fact that you know the, the firms that of course you know are our members are the ones engaged in doing that work um so that's something which 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 is important because i think it kind of goes along with what you're talking about is changing the conversation talking about the impact you can have instead mm -hmm. of the uh the difficulties in getting to the point of having a professional engineering license right no, I think that's that's really important. Um, and girls are looking for a way to make a difference, yeah. right? When they're deciding on their career choices, they're not just thinking, oh, I'm going to choose the hardest career available or mm -hmm. necessarily even the career where I can make the most money. You know, that may play yeah. into it. But a lot of times it's where can I make a difference? And if mm -hmm. engineering is not seen as a career where they can do that, then it's not going to be up there high on the choices. You know, when we talk to a lot of the CEOs that, that you know, come to our events and we talk about what the challenges are and far as, um, you know, hiring and, and, and retaining employees. It is that change 
in how people view their position at a firm. It's not just, you know, the job itself, um, but it's what are you doing in that job? And that younger cohort wants to have that impact, wants to have that, they want to change, um, mm-hmm. you know, either society or they want to have an impact in making things better. Um, you know, how are you seeing that with the girls that you're talking about? You know, everyone talks about, well, yeah, Gen Z is, is very, very focused on, you know, getting, making change and making things and shaping the world. That pretty, is that pretty much what you're hearing from the, from the high school age kids that you're talking to? Um, absolutely. Although to be honest, I don't know if that's a change from 20 years ago or if that's just always been the case, but I know that the girls I speak to do want to make a difference and they certainly don't want to put the effort into getting an engineering degree and then feel that they're, they're not going to be able to make a change. Yeah. Now, one of the things I think that we have to look at from an industry perspective is of course, representation amongst, um, C-level and the boards, and, you know, it's that idea of representation, um, you know, for the first time in our history, we're, we're organization has gone back to, you know, over a hundred years. Um, but it's the first time that we've had women leading all three of the top spots, well, our CEO, Ninda Bauerdar, um, our board chair right now is Robin Greenleaf, who's an owner of, uh, of an architectural, uh, architectural engineers out in, uh, in Boston. And we have our uh, federation president, uh, Beth Bowers, an executive from Indiana. In your experience, how important is it for girls and young women in, 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 in the sciences and, and leading into these, these, these careers to see themselves represented in leadership? Uh, you know, it's probably an obvious question, but, you know, it always helps to kind of, you know, nail the hammer, home, you know, nail, nail at home, you know, seeing people rise to the top. I mean, that, that must be a good way of keeping people engaged. Oh, I think that's really important. And for, you know, what you just said about that importance of being able to make a difference, right? If girls need to see that the opportunities are there for them, and if they're already getting subtle messages that the career isn't for them, and then seeing role models that can tell a different story can be really transformational. And, you know, it's important to see women at all levels in a career, but being represented at the top is, is very important because those are the people that make decisions for everyone else. You know, they determine our health, happiness, and safety. So if girls see that are women, that women are being excluded from those leadership positions, then they're going to go elsewhere to find a way to make a difference. What do you think from, um, you know, speaking to our membership, the engineering industry executives who are, who are, figuring out their, you know, strategic planning and how are they going to position the firm? What, what, what should the industry be doing better to attract, um, and retain women in the profession? Well, listen, (laughs) I think, and, and find a way to be supportive of those women that are there. Right. I think, that's one of the biggest things that any company or industry can do. If you hire women engineers and you're, they're leaving your company, then find a way to ask them anonymously, if possible, why they chose to leave. And, you know, ask the ones that are still there how you can make a better workplace for them and then do what you can to make the changes that are needed. Because, you know, it may be being more transparent about pay so that women aren't being paid less for the same work. Um, being generous with family leave, that would help all employees, right? And more flexibility with hours. 
you know, we live in a time after COVID where people are burned out and tired and employers are going to need to listen to their employees more than ever if they want to create a really welcoming workplace. Yeah, that's one thing that we're hearing a lot of. It's the uh, COVID's done a lot to kind of change the dynamic at firms of varying sizes. And that relationship between leadership and staff, um, it's a good thing because it's built a lot more trust. I think it's broken down some barriers in communication. Uh, but then it's also opened up a lot of, uh, I think it's, these, these challenges have become more noticeable uh, because of that mm-hmm. um, different relationship between, between staff and leadership. Well, one of the things that we want to also talk about is the fact that, you know, eWeek is a great opportunity for our member uh, firm employees to get engaged. And a lot of our firms are doing events throughout the week. They're engaging uh, kids at the high school level and the elementary school level all the way up to college. But how can our members get involved with uh, Engineering Girl and programs um, like it at any um, well, gosh, a great first step would be to encourage their um, women engineers to create profiles in the Engineer Girl Gallery of Women Engineers. That's a gallery of role models for girls that, you know, right now we have uh, over 500 women engineers represented. Um, they, they come from all different types of careers in all different types of industries at all different levels, and they answer questions for that website visitors about their careers. There's a get involved link right up at the top of every engineer girl page. Um, and there's some great suggestions there. Uh, engineers can recommend the writing contest or the ambassadors program, uh, which are part of engineer girl to people they know. They can even help with scoring or mentoring some of the students. And if you know there are people that have other ideas and want to engage with us, we can always be emailed at engineergirl at nae.edu. And then I also noticed that you have a, a, a something that's a little bit you know, near and dear to our hearts as engineer entrepreneurs. It's it's not just become an engineer, but you know, don't stop there, but start your own business, uh, get in, get engaged, and 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 have your own have your own firm. Um, so that's yeah. something else. Um, so I, really, it's 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 again, it's engineergirl.org. Uh, really do encourage our members to go up on the page, explore it. Um, you know, and take advantage of it because, you know, we are, we are, we represent what a lot of these, um, uh, you know, uh, girls in high school, middle school and, uh, and women and in college aspire to be, um, you know, uh, and, and it's a great opportunity to, to show them what, uh, amazing things are being done right now in the industry to, to keep them engaged and, um, our future leaders, really, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great entry point for that. And, you know, Jeff, as you're talking, I think that's great. There's one other thing that I thought of, if there are companies out there that have some really amazing stories of the things that women have done, women engineers have done in their company, we'd love to be able to share them. So one of those things could be to share those stories with us so that we can tell girls about those amazing things that women engineers are doing right now. Yeah. I, that's, that's that. I think that's a great idea. Um, the best thing we can do is tell our story um, and, and tell uh, the world what we're doing because it, it, it kind of helps with that overall essential value question. And then also helping to, to your point, change the conversation on engineering and show these fantastic examples of engineering. So. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a great program, and um, I, I really do appreciate the time you're taking today to kind of give us a little bit of an insight into the organization, and I hope to uh, have you on again, and, and, and maybe we can get uh, more involved in uh, helping, um, uh, helping you guys uh, reach your objectives. That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. And again, that has been uh, Samil Raghavan with engineergirl.org on uh, eWeek 2022. And this has been a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We will see you next time. Thank you.